What impact do NFTs in the blockchain have in that world? As far as NFTs goes, I, I still feel that the, the space on the NFT side is a bit premature. You're seeing people still treat it more of like a speculative age uh, industry where they're trying to make a quick buck out of it right now. And so that's why you saw the crypto fluctuation go up so much last year and then come down. Uh, so I do think we're a little bit away on the NFT side. The technology behind the blockchain security, though, I believe has potential and can definitely help uh, keep data safe. But, you know, nothing is certain. There's there's threats are always emerging. Uh, we don't know what's going to be around the corner. And I think there's a tremendous business opportunity for entrepreneurs uh, in this space to, to get ahead and uh, create new products that uh, help solve these problems. What's up, action takers? Welcome back to After Hours Entrepreneur. This is your guide to building your very own thriving, freedom-loving, freedom-building six-figure business. And today, I'm bringing you a backstage pass to the NSU Levan Center of Innovations Innovation Day 2022. This event was incredible. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of innovators and entrepreneurs from the South Florida area all congregated in one place in one time. What you're about to watch is one of the episodes in the series where I'm talking with a local entrepreneur who's making it happen just like you. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn some new skills, to learn what's working, hear some amazing stories from entrepreneurs, and walk away with some actionable tips that are going to help you build up your business. And by the way, this episode is sponsored by Mark Savant Media. Mark Savant Media gives you the tools to launch, grow, and monetize your very own podcast. You want more info? All you got to do is go to www.marksavantmedia.com to launch and grow your very own podcast. It's going to crush it, baby. All right, enough of me. It's time to get into this episode with an awesome innovator at the NSU Innovation Center. Let's go. Quick shout out to our sponsors over at Fran Bridge Consulting. They specialize in placing you with the best non-food franchises on earth. And the best part, it's 100% free. Do yourself a favor and sign up for a free call with the CEO, John Austinson, today over at FranBridgeConsulting.com. He'll even send you a free book, 100% free. Go to FranBridgeConsulting.com, chat with the CEO, John, today. All right, let's get into the episode. Bavia, welcome to the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to I'm glad to have you here. We are here at the Levon Center, downtown Nova. You're an NSU student right now, right? Just moved here from Canada. That's correct. Yeah. What was that experience like moving from another country halfway, I guess not halfway across the world, but basically from another country all the way down to to South Florida. What's that experience been like? Well, it's been a, it's been a fabulous experience, but uh, definitely a shocker in terms of, you know, weather and everything. Just moving down here halfway across the continent, like you said, or fully across the continent. Um, but, you know, you got to take uh, opportunities when they arise. And I know you're, you're doing a, a show pretty much all about uh, people, you know, entrepreneurs and taking risks and all that. And I think uh, moving across the continent, you know, in your 20s, I'd never lived on my own before. So this is kind of an entrepreneurial take, sort of you know, in terms of moving out. So it's been a great experience. NSU is a great school. And uh, I look forward to, obviously, opportunities here at the Levon Center, but uh, all, all over, you know, NSU and South Florida. So you said that you moved here, and this is your first time living out, out of the house. That is, that is correct, yeah. 
So, I mean, to me, that's a big life change, right? And a lot of stuff happens there. Who was more nervous, you or your parents? Uh, you know, I think, I think I was nervous. We were nervous in different ways. You know, I think, uh, you know, my mom was more like, yeah, you know, if you want to do this, go ahead and do it. Uh, my dad was more obviously, you know, make sure the the financing works out. You know, if you're financing such an expensive, uh, education, make sure that you really, uh, are, you know, buckled down, ready to go. And, uh, you know, have uh, a plan, you know, cause in case things don't work out or whatever, that you're able to finance this, uh, this move and make sure, you know, you advance your career forward. Speaking of career, what are you going to school for? What's your goal? Yeah, so I'm a uh, master's student here at uh, NSU uh, in information systems. And so we're allowed to concentrate uh, in three areas. We've got a cybersecurity option, which is certified by the NSA. It's very uh, highly uh, you know, sought after. Uh, we've got a data systems concentration as well as a uh, user interface UX, UI concentration. Or you can do no concentration uh, to and kind of do like a you know pick your choice and uh, – have the experience to choose courses from a variety of different uh, disciplines. All, all of these platforms, all these programs are very important, very relevant. We spend more and more time each day online in the digital world uh, as, you know, as everybody is sitting here watching and listening to us in digital form. But where do you see your future going? Where do you see yourself going here, Bavia? Where are you going to be at in five years? Well, that's, that's a great question that, that you're asking. Uh, and I think that's kind of part of the reason I moved down here in the first place. You know, uh, uh, when you look at what's going on the last few years, we, we're going through an era of uh, tremendous change. Uh, you know, states handled uh, the COVID response differently. And, you know, being in my early 20s and seeing how, uh, you know, we were locked down pretty severely in Canada. I know Florida was uh, a lot more open. And so, you know, that kind of pushed me and made it make a decision that, you know, I need to you know, go at least in a direction right now where it's more open, there's more opportunity. Uh, you look at what's happening in Canada right now, the uh, the Canadian dollar, unfortunately, that, you know, it's, it's gone down quite a bit because the, uh, the inflation's pretty bad. I know it's bad in the United States as well, but uh, the United States is a reserve currency. They've got uh, certain uh, ways that they can make sure that the dollar stays high. And as someone who pays tuition and all my savings are in Canadian dollars or monopoly money, as we joke around, uh, I am definitely feeling a pinch. When I was planning on uh, coming to the U.S., uh, one Canadian dollar got you about 81 cents on the U.S. dollar. It's down to about 72 cents right now, which is a significant amount. Um, and you know, it all has to do with the, uh, the debt, the inflation that's going on in Canada and people's ability or investors' ability um, to look at the U.S. dollar as more of a safe haven, whereas the Canadian dollar, they're not confident that the, you know, just like the United States, we are hiking interest rates in Canada as well, but um, not at a pace that uh, investors are confident in the Canadian dollar. And I think that's a huge concern uh, for the economy. Another problem that we got in Canada is the housing market. It is, Miami is an expensive city to both to, to rent, but in terms of owning, you can still find a decent apartment here at a reasonable price. Whereas in Canada, the income to housing ratio is so messed up that the apartment that I live in right now that I'm renting here in South Florida, which is an expensive market, is on the, if someone were to try and buy that apartment, it's about $330,000. That same apartment in Vancouver would go for over a million dollars. And so it's not like the wages are higher in Vancouver. I would, I would say that, you know, Vancouver is more like uh, the San Francisco cost of living, but wages of maybe Oregon. So I think people are, a lot of young people are definitely frustrated. They're stuck renting. They're stuck um, in a in a trap where they can't get ahead. And that's why I kind of looked at, you know, why don't I go out to a new state to work, to study, 
So you asked question your your original question about where do you see yourself in five years? I think I would like to work in um, you know in information systems, probably cybersecurity or uh, something to do with data. Um, in five years. Yo, are you interested in business ownership? For many entrepreneurs, the journey starts with non-food franchising. Franchising is simply the better option for many entrepreneurs and demand is at an all-time high. Lucky for you, John Austinson, founder of Franbridge Consulting, is here to help you today. John and his Franbridge Consulting team are part of the largest brokerage in the US and are constantly vetting the market thoroughly. Frambridge is hands down the premier source for the best opportunities in the non-food franchising world. They will find the best business for you, your personality, and your location. From healthcare to dumpsters, from youth soccer to oil changes, even insulation and windows. And the best part, it's 100% fee-free, no additional costs to you. You may have heard John on Entrepreneurs on Fire. He has served as an Inc. 500 franchisor, a multi-brand franchisee, and in fact, he's one of the top 1% consultants nationwide. Listen, sign up for a free consultation with the CEO, John, today, not his assistant, not his sales team. Sign up for free with John today at franbridgeconsulting.com. That's franbridgeconsulting.com. And guess what? He's even going to send you a copy of his book for free, Non-Food Franchising. For free, free book. You got to love it. So go to franbridgeconsulting.com right now. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, so Bavia, I'm looking at information systems. I'm looking at cybersecurity. And as we talked about, a lot's happening in that industry. The, the real question, what I want to get behind is how this impacts entrepreneurs business owners, solopreneurs, contractors, because what we do is solve problems, right? That's all we do. We solve one problem. We solve another one. We just keep solving problems. What are the big problems that you see coming? The problems that maybe the, the ordinary average person doesn't see that are coming in these spaces. What are the big problems that you are going to be able to solve when it comes to cybersecurity and information systems? So I think, you know, that's a good question because problems are, you know, constantly coming. And uh, one of the biggest areas, and it might be, you know, people might say it's a cliche, but, you know, data security, you know, everything is, uh, you know, exposed right now. And we're seeing, uh, you know, threat actors from around the world uh, and domestically uh, target people's data, whether it be financial data, health data. Um, we had the solar winds hack last year or maybe two years ago. Um, and so we need entrepreneurs to come up with ways to, uh, you know, keep people's data safe, but also make sure that uh, uh, people have confidence that their their data will not be used in a way that's, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in an improper way. And there's actually a really good company out there. I want to give them a shout out. There's a way to uh, company. They've come up with a solution uh, where, you know, you and I, you know, let's say we have uh, need to access either uh, a parent's account or you know, intergenerationally, if something were to happen to you and your family needs to access their, your information, do you have all that information in kind of a secure place? Most people might have it in a diary somewhere or it's on a Google Drive file. Uh, they've come up with a company called Way2 where they're offering a solution that right now they're only dealing with businesses, but not individuals, where you can store your data with them and they've, you know, they've, they've encrypted it with the blockchain. They've encrypted it with, they're using AWS. So they've got really top-notch encryption. So that's one area where I see a, you know, a tremendous amount of challenge and opportunity in the future. The, uh, so let, let, let's stay on that for just a second here. I agree. Cybersecurity, the last thing we want 
is to get our software, our CRM, our company hacked and get all of our, our clients' valuable data stolen. What impact do NFTs in the blockchain have in that world? What impact do... What impact does the blockchain have? Doesn't the blockchain just solve all of this immediately? Do NFTs help us to to prove ownership and to protect ownership? Well, you know, I think, well, nothing is, you know, 100% secure. Uh, blockchain is definitely a good innovation for that. Um, as far as NFTs goes, I, I still feel that the, the space on the NFT side is a bit premature. You're seeing people still treat it more of like a speculative age uh, industry where they're trying to make a quick buck out of it right now. And so that's why you saw the crypto fluctuation go up so much last year and then come down. Uh, so I do think we're a little bit way on the NFT side. The technology behind the blockchain security, though, I believe has potential and can definitely help uh, keep data safe. But, you know, nothing is certain. There's there's threats are always emerging. Uh, we don't know what's going to be around the corner. And I think there's a tremendous business opportunity for entrepreneurs uh, in this space to to get ahead and uh, create new products that uh, help solve these problems. Yeah, to me, blockchain is really interesting because once something's on the blockchain, it's on the blockchain, right? You can track where the ownership goes from there. Is, is that a, I'm just curious, is that a focus of the, on any of the classes here at NSU that you're going through? Like, what are some of the classes that are interesting? So uh, I think the first course that a lot of students in our program are going to take is the Fundamentals of Cybersecurity course. It's a course that most students will take. It's not, you know, an elective or an upper division elective. And they briefly touch on blockchain in that course. Uh, however, I think, you know, learning is going to happen in the classroom and outside the classroom. So there's there's plenty of resources online. I think events like this are great. You know, we've got access to a cyber grade, uh, mil- military grade range for cybersecurity where that are, that's offering courses, training for CompTIA certifications and a variety of other opportunities. Um, and so I think that, you know, that, then you've got your traditional resources, you know, YouTube, other courses. Um, and so I think there's definitely uh, an opportunity in the blockchain space for people that are interested in learning more to go out there and uh, uh, get uh, get some, you know, new education on, on these technologies. Super cool. Super cool. Uh, Bavia, where's, before we get to the rapid fire section here, okay. where's the best place that we can find you? The best place you can find me would probably be uh, on my Instagram, which is at brshaw19. Uh, it's at B-R-S-H-A-H-19 or on LinkedIn. You can search my name up and that's spelled B-H-A-V-Y-A for my first name, Bavia. Last name is Shaw, S-H-A-H. Those are the two best ways to reach me. Just uh, shoot me a message on LinkedIn and uh, I'd be happy to respond. Boom. Awesome. Awesome. Get ready. Buckle up. It's time for the rapid fire section. Bavia. Ready to go. What is the scariest movie you have ever seen? Uh, scariest movie. I'm... I'm having a Gary Johnson Aleppo moment here. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to pass on that question. I can't, I, I can't think of one that it's, fast. It's so scary. He blocked it from his mind. I know. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> he's so scary. He blocked it out. Um, if you could be any animal, what would you be? Uh, I think I'd want to be a horse. I, you know, they're 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 strong. They're they're reliable. Um, you know, they're just they're versatile. So I guess I. My wife's horse. same answer. My wife has All same right. answer. Um, where are you going to be in ten years? Wow, ten years. You know, I think you, you we talked about this earlier, and it's you know it's impossible to predict. Um, and I think that's the uh, you know your show is about entrepreneurs, and so uh, I like to see myself either maybe as a solo entrepreneur or doing some consulting work on on the IT side. Uh, but who knows what the opportunities are going to look like, what the threats are going to look like in ten years, and and so uh, you, you know it could it, it could totally change in ten years from now. That's that's 
a long ways away. It definitely can. It definitely will. I think that's an important question, though, because we want to take actions daily that are going to mirror what our long-term goal is. And your long-term goal certainly will change, right? Exactly. But if we we don't know where we're going, you you don't know where you're going to end up, right? Right. So anyway, that's the way I see it. Um, If you could sit next to anybody on an airplane, who'd you sit next to? Uh, Shaq. I think I'd pick Shaq because he's just, you know, he's hilarious. Um, and if we got a long flight, you know, and you want to, someone to talk to, I feel like Shaq would probably be the funniest person to be on a, on a flight with. That's a cool answer. The, the, the problem that's sitting next to Shaq is you're not going to have a lot of elbow yeah, that's room. True. That's well, I, I assume, well, hopefully, uh, if I'm in, if I'm on a plane with Shaq, hopefully we're in first class or something. We got some space, but, <laughs> but if we're, if, if Shaq's flying, uh, economy, then the economy's really in trouble because yeah, uh, that, exactly. that guy's got a lot of money. And if he's flying ba- uh, economy, we're, we're all in trouble. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, final question here for you, Bavia. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what do you say? Uh, I think I would probably tell myself 10 years ago, uh, you know, just to, to stick with it. Um, you know, there's going to be a variety of opportunities and challenges in life. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into the personal details and all that, but I'd probably tell myself 10 years ago that, uh, you know, things are going to improve. You never know. I, I would have never thought, you know, 10 years ago I'd be living in Florida, uh, you know, being from Vancouver. Um, obviously, I thought the Canucks would win the Stanley Cup 10 years ago, but that that didn't happen either, but... You know, I'm a hockey fan. Florida's got a good team down here this year, so I'll give them a shout-out, the, the Panthers. Um, but I would tell myself to, you know, keep going forward. I think the best motto, the best quote someone ever told me was, um, you don't get what you want in life, you get what you negotiate. So negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. And uh, I guess I'll leave it at that. I like that. You get what you negotiate. Well said, Bobby. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yo, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're walking away with something practical that you can use in your business. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button and we will catch you here next time on After Hours Entrepreneur. It's up to you. Go take the action, baby. Go make it happen. See ya. Peace.